Hello and welcome to Moving Forward with Dr. Keisha. I'm Dr. Keisha Key, licensed professional counselor, licensed clinical mental health counselor, where we help you to grow through the dry places and keep moving forward. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is probably on a lot of people's hearts and minds this holiday season as we are approaching Christmas. We're in a stage where so many have lost loved ones, whether you have lost them this year or whether you lost them several years ago. Some of the things that you remember about them, the things that were done are typically done around the holiday season, birthdays, anniversaries, and other special times. So this time of year can be very difficult for a lot of people. And so it's important that we have this conversation today So before we get started, let's make sure that you understand that this is not your substitute for seeking support and seeking help with a counselor or going to talk to your physician about whatever may be going on with you. This is your time to be able to listen and understand and gain some insight on what might be happening with you so that you can make choices that are healthy for you. Because in order to keep moving forward, You have to be able to utilize whatever those tools and whatever those resources are that are available that will continue to help you keep one foot in front of the other. So let's get into what grieving during the holidays can be like. There there are so many emotions that people can experience throughout this process. Um, And as you go along each day, Certain things may become clearer to you, certain things may not become clear, but the difficulties that you experience as you anticipate what it means to be in this space and be without your loved one during this time, it is being able to identify what is going to work for you. But let's get to the basics of what potentially you could be expecting or experiencing or have experienced in terms of your reactions, um, both physically, mentally, behaviorally, and otherwise. Uh, Sometimes there's a change in appetite. There's a increase in eating or decrease in eating. And this is not necessarily due to a particular diet you might have or something that you might be changing. It is just as a progression, you find yourself eating more or you find yourself not eating enough or not eating at all in some places and instances. A tightness in your chest, sometimes you may have that feeling of anxiousness where you feel like it's kind of difficult to breathe. Um, It may feel like some type of a panic attack that's happening. Some may have headaches, uh, a lack of energy, Some may even experience some nausea, diarrhea, indigestion. Uh, There could be just general body aches. And sometimes behavioral wise, you are finding that you are having a lot of sleepless nights. You're feeling restless. Um, Or sometimes you could actually be sleeping too much uh, because if normally you get about, you know, five to six hours and you find yourself sleeping eight to 10 uh, and you you find yourself doing that on a consistent basis, then that is a change, a behavior change in your sleeping pattern. 
And so also being being mindful of that, being aware of that. Uh, sometimes there's definitely a lack of motivation. You don't want to do things you used to find enjoyable. Uh, you find that you're crying um, often unexpectedly. It just kind of catches you off guard and you just you just start to, to cry and become tearful. Um, you find yourself withdrawing from people socially. Uh, you fit, you find that you're maybe you're even hyperactive wherein you used to kind of be a little mellow. Now you're kind of like all over the place. Um, some people also have that reckless behavior like drinking, uh, smoking more, um, engaging in other risky activities um, can also be something that you might experience um, emotionally experiencing that that shock, that numbness, um, that sense of disbelief. Uh, a lot of times, potentially some self-blaming, some guilt, um, having some level of anger, anxiety, uh, panic, feeling lonely, um, sometimes feeling uh, a bit of relief at times, but also kind of indifferent, you know, no know which way or the other about certain things that you're you're experiencing um, there can be some mental confusion uh, poor concentration uh, preoccupation with the loss of your loved one seeing or hearing um, the person that you've lost um, sometimes you might you might feel like you hear them or think that you see them or see a silhouette um, some people have experienced that uh, spiritually having an anger towards God. And a lot of times this can bring on guilt for a lot of people because sometimes people will think, well, I'm not supposed to be mad at God. You know, um, he, he, you know, made us all and, and we're, you know, we're supposed to, you know, death is, is what we're supposed to do. But it is still true that anger actually exists um, when people have lost a loved one and sometimes because you don't understand how God can be so good, but he can take someone from you that you feel is so good and that you feel had more life to give and more things to give to life. And now they are no longer with us. And so that anger is real. That anger is something that you have to absolutely be able to acknowledge and not feel bad about because God already knows that you are upset. He already knows that you are angry. You just need to also release it and, and give it to him. Talk to him about it. Let him know, God, I'm mad about this. I think it's totally unfair that so many people do so many garbage things in this world and you took my loved one. And, and that is honest. That is an honest feeling. That is an honest emotion. And that is true to who you are and where you are and how you are feeling. And so it's very important that you understand that that is okay because that is the emotion that you feel and you cannot heal anything that you are not willing to acknowledge and to reveal. So then that creates the ability and the opportunity and the space for you to be able to go through and continue to grow through the process of your journey with grief and, and what healing will look like for you. But don't shy away from or feel that guilt or shame because you feel anger. Anger is, is, is a part of the process. It is a part of what grieving is about. And so if you are experiencing that, please let yourself off the hook and don't feel guilty about the fact that you feel the way you feel. 
you can feel like you you were robbed. Absolutely, that's true because that's how you feel. Your emotions are your reality. You are experiencing that. So be able to acknowledge that. And so sometimes that may create a situation where if you are a very spiritual person and you normally would pray, sometimes you feel like you cannot pray and you do not want to pray. Uh, and so because of that anger, because of that, those situations, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm supposed to, even in, in my capacity as a therapist, I know I'm supposed to be able to uplift people and give them an objective opinion and, and help them to find ways to be able to move forward and grow. And sometimes I have to also just sit with the fact that this is true emotion. It is important that we all get our emotions out. It is important that I get mine out, that I allow myself space and opportunity to even process holding space for someone else who is going through a difficult time. I have to process what I am taking on from that particular person and how I am able to release that. So for those of us who are in the caregiving field or we are in a nurturing some other way, we may be teachers, we may be doctors, we may be even pastors and ministers. We are trying to give out and pour to everybody else. We have to make sure that we are allowing that flow to come back to us and for us to be poured into, for us to acknowledge where our feelings and our emotions are in a situation as well as we are able to move forward and journey and support other people. We have to also be honest and aware of where we are with our own emotion and, and how we have experienced loss and how we have experienced grief because it is different for everybody. We have to also make sure that sometimes we are, we're looking at things and we're examining the meaning of life. Um, some people focus in on, on the meaning of life more and how they can live more enjoyably. Some people don't. Some people feel stagnant because that loss has in some ways almost crippled them in a sense because they are so used to being with this person, sharing time with this person. And now that is no longer the case. So it is identifying whatever this moment means for you, what you feel like you may have have been left out of or, or lost in as a result of no longer having your loved one, being aware of those things, uh, making sure that you understand where you are and so that you know when things get off, when things go a little bit sideways for you and you do realize that you're experiencing some of this depression, some of this uh, anger, some of this anxiety, some of that sleeplessness, restlessness, some of those other lack of you know socialization you're isolating yourself and things like that so that you bring yourself into an awareness to know when you need to ask for support when you need to make sure you are talking to trusted friends and you have people around you who are able to look at you and and say okay let's ha let's have a conversation because i'm noticing some things about you and i care and i don't want this thing to go too far or you to get too far out there and feel like you are all alone make sure that you have that support system in place because that is going to make a difference in where you are um we have definitely just talked about some of the 
some of the signs and some symptoms that people may have gone through or you may still be experiencing some of them. Knowing that if things are going too far in terms of if you are, say, two, three months out and you are still isolating, your your appetite is still difficult, um, it's, it's waxing and waning, it's, some days it's okay, some days it's off, or consistently you are still not eating, you are still not sleeping, you are still feeling those really, really deep low moments, it is important that you reach out, reach out to your primary care physician, reach out to a counselor, reach out to a trusted friend, so that someone is there to be able to help you and to listen to you and to guide you to where you need to go. Now, granted, Going to a trusted friend is awesome, and I think that support system is important, but make sure you, even if you're listening and you're the trusted friend, making sure that you are still getting your friend to where they need to go because you are not a therapist. You are not all these other resources and, and, and clinical persons to be able to make decisions and be able to support that person in a particular way. So make sure that you are aware of that and you are cognizant. Um, making sure also that we remember that sometimes there are definitely myths that we have heard throughout the years regarding grief and regarding loss. Um, sometimes it's you just need to get better. And so, you know, even unfortunately, sometimes a lot of jobs when you have a, a loss or a death in your family, they may give you, depending on who it is who has passed away, they may give you three days. Now, obviously, three days is not long enough for you to be able to get better with anything, in a sense, because you are still experiencing all of the things that go along with the process. So the three days can just go by in, in seconds and you're not able to, to regroup and rebound. But you have to find those spaces and those times to deal, to deal with the aftermath, to deal with recovery, to deal with what you are experiencing. And sometimes that can take weeks, that can take months, that can even take years. Your grief journey is your grief journey. It is not anyone else's. It shouldn't look like anyone else's. It is yours. It is how you are experiencing things and what you need in the process. Another myth people might say is that we all grieve in pretty much the same way. And that's not true. We don't all grieve in the same way because sometimes there are various variations in how people will grieve, whether it's a cultural thing or whether it is just a tradition, whether it's how long or how intense people typically would, would grieve a loss. It varies. Um, and some people can work through grief relatively quickly while others struggle for years with it. So that can also lead to that guilt and that shame where people will not reach out to say, this is happening to me, you know, after years have passed and they're still experiencing certain things or they still feel certain sadness and certain emptiness when, when it comes to holidays and different things like that. Um, one of those other myths is it takes about a year to get over significant loss. What, what exactly is get over? Because each person has to have their own journey. Um, if your loved one, you know, had a long history of illness or 
there were things like that and you felt like you were losing them bit by bit, that could be experienced differently in comparison to someone who may have lost a loved one tragically. Those experiences may, may definitely not mimic each other because there's a different level of intensity. There's a different level of emotion and a different level of even in some aspects trauma that has taken place in experiencing those losses. So telling someone that, you know, it takes a year to get over, it is not. It is how we are growing and going through this process. So never allow anybody to tell you that. Um, Another myth is it's better not to think or talk about the pain. Okay, that's another lie. Because it is important that you are talking about what has happened, how you are feeling about what has happened, because that allows you to open up, that allows you to release, that allows you to get your thoughts out and to express your emotions, that allows you to also talk in that process, how other people can support you, how they can allow you to, to lean on them so that you get what you need. And so it, it has nothing to do with you just not talking about it. If you don't talk about something and you keep suppressing it and suppressing it, it will all come to a head. It will all spill over. It will be like that rice in the rice pot. Keep that lid on it if you want to. When it's boiling and, all, and, and the lid is shaking, it, it's going to be a mess until you allow it to have a release. You need to have a release valve for your pain. You have to be able to talk about it. Another myth is that the intensity and the length of your grief reflect how much you love that person. And that's not true either because there are people who are head over heels in love with with someone that they have lost. And they may experience it totally different because they have come to a particular pattern and a particular rhythm for themselves to where they are okay. Other people don't have that necessarily. So do not listen to that when people are telling you that there there is no set determinant that says, well, I I need to be this way because I love them so much. Or why am I not this way because I love them so much, but I don't feel this way. Or I love them so much and I feel like this and I'm having a tug of war with a lot of things and a lot of emotions. You know, that is okay because you are going to experience it the way that you are going to experience it. But in the process, it is my hope that you take it one step at a time, that you do what is right for you, what is best for you that you lean into how do I need to grieve? You give yourself time and space to grieve because if you don't give yourself time and space to grieve, your body will start to show those stressors. Your body will start to, it will start to affect your health. It will start to affect your mental health. It will start to affect so many things, how you go about your day and do things, how you are focused, how you are doing at work and various other places. So it is important that you get outlet to be able to talk about it. In the event that you cannot talk about it, it is important that you can write about it. You can journal about how you are feeling. You can journal about your frustrations, your anger. You can journal about whatever the other emotion is. 
You can also journal and you can write letters to your loved one. You can talk about your grief experience, what you wish you could have talked with them about um, in certain moments, even currently what you wish you could tell them. You can write that out. You can write letters to them. That gives you the opportunity to connect with your loved one, the opportunity to do the things that are going to be great for you, that give you an outlet, that allow you to memorialize, that allow you to continue to observe and, and know and engage in what your loved one has meant to you, how they will always have impacted your life, how you will at some point continue to move forward. But you are going to do that at your pace. But you also have to find those ways that allow you to successfully memorialize your loved one so that you don't feel so so trapped in. Well, I'm I'm the only one upset right now. I'm the only one feeling sad. You you're not. Chances are because it's not been talked about a lot. You don't necessarily know who else is experiencing it. And for those who are the strong family or friend, they potentially are not telling you a lot about how they are feeling because they're trying to be strong for you. So, okay, strong family and friend, here's what I'm telling you. You have to also have outlet. You have to also have those abilities to have sounding board. You have to also say, this is how I'm feeling. You have to also say, you don't necessarily have to say it to those who are leaning on you, but you all definitely need to say it to a trusted someone. And if you cannot or you feel like you cannot, reach out and find a therapist who will be able to support you and journey with you because that's essential. You are taking on a lot and you are taking on somebody else's concerns and situations at the same time, trying to hold them all in a bag. And that bag is going to get heavy, heavy, heavy. So making sure that you are finding outlet for yourself as well. But make sure you you find those ways this this time of the year, whether it is that for some people, they may leave a placing at the table in remembrance and observance of their loved one and they may toast their loved one during the holidays so that they can make sure that they still keep them and their remembrance in the different activities that they used to do some people will light a candle some people will read a poem some people will make their loved one's favorite dinner some people will go to their loved one's favorite place some people will do various things that they used to do with their loved one so that they can continue to feel that connection, to continue to process as they allow this shifting and the change that is taking place now so that you're able to get to what your new normal will be, what your new normal will look like. So making sure that you are creating that space because because no one says you have to you have to shut out your your memory of your loved one or that you don't you don't necessarily have a, a place or a time to make space and create those memorialized observances you have the opportunity to do that whenever you choose to it doesn't have to be a holiday or a birthday or anything else you can just go and prepare that meal if you want to you can go to that restaurant if you want to you can go to that vacation spot if you want to you can go and do all of those things if it was going to take a walk and you used to talk to them it is you being able to do what you 
used to do, but also allowing it to be a new experience for you as you are transitioning to your new normal. Because there is going to be a new normal. Understanding that you can let yourself off the hook for feeling guilty that you are moving on without them. You are moving on and you are still honoring them. You are still creating space. You are still showing them that you are enjoying life and you are continuing to do well. You are continuing to be the things that you talked about and do the things that you had talked about. Continuing that honors them. And so it is continuing to move in those ways as well and not feeling like you are you have to be stuck here or you have to do this thing or you have to do that thing because that might be dishonoring if you were to do something outside of that. What new normal looks like for you will not look the same for everyone. So don't allow other people to judge that or tell you what you should or what it could have been doing. Do what you need to do for you every day. Even in getting up in the morning, asking yourself, in this day, what is it that I need? If you wake up and you feel heavy and you feel down and you feel like there are all these images and thoughts that are flooding your, your mind, take some moments to stop and breathe. Take some moments to just envision a beautiful sunny day, to envision whether it is if you lost your loved one and they had health issues, remembering them when they were healthy, remembering them when you were talking about certain things and laughing and enjoying and having those good times, remembering and focusing in on hunting the good, focusing in on remembering the good, because there are some things in there that potentially were more traumatizing than other aspects, but being kind and being gentle with yourself in this process because it is a process, it is a journey. And I don't care that your job gives you three days to be off or whatever it is, that is not enough time for you to be able to make this process and to do this transition as you journey to your new normal. So in this holiday season, ask yourself what you need to do. Make plans that are reasonable for you, but I definitely encourage you not to isolate yourself not to, you know, prevent yourself from, you know, accepting calls or reading text messages or any of those things, because those are the things that are going to pour into you, that are going to lift you up, making sure that you are being social, that you are connecting with others, because this is going to be a journey. It is a process and anything with a process, you cannot just zoom through you've got to grow through you've got to go through so that you get through and to whatever your other side of new normal looks like and i do wish you all well i do wish you all the most amazing holiday show yourself grace show yourself kindness show yourself love find peace find tranquility deep breathing prayer meditation, affirmations, reading your scriptures, doing all the things that you need to do that will pour into you as you keep moving forward. Have a great day.